Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. It's 8 o'clock on today. Coming up, high-stakes showdown. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken sitting down with the Chinese president in a surprise meeting overnight. Will it help ease soaring tensions between the two nations? We're live with the latest. Then, on alert, millions of Americans at risk this morning for another round of severe weather, hailstorms, severe flooding, and extreme heat on the horizon. Dylan's got your full forecast. Plus... Honoring Juneteenth, our exclusive first look at the new International African American Museum, decades in the making. It's a living history museum. This is a living, vibrant, breathing uh, culture, this culture that represents the African diaspora. Shining a spotlight on stories we've never heard before, including my own families. And dad's got this. We're taking a look at how some of our favorite fathers spent the big day, from pop stars to NFL icons to us. You don't want to miss the special celebrations today, Monday, June 19th, 2023. Sending love to friends and family back in Arlington, Virginia. From, from the Quad Cities, Iowa, I'm turning 60. Celebrating our high school graduation from St. Louis and Lantana, Florida. Hello, Bridgewood, Texas. Girlfriend's trip from San Diego and Seattle to New York City. We watch today every day from Darien, Connecticut. Hi to our grandparents. Watching in Kearney, Nebraska. Love you, Grandma, Grandpa. From Oak Park, Illinois. It's, it's Hannah's 10th, 10th birthday. birthday. Here from Newburyport, Massachusetts. On our special day, Mary 30 years ago today. Yeah. Happy anniversary. Happy everything. Lots of birthdays yeah. out there. All Welcome back to today. We're so glad you decided to start your holiday morning with us. Van and Hoda both off. They'll be back tomorrow. Got a great crowd out there. Yes. Really good. Looking forward to going out. I can't wait to go hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Nice weather, too. Exactly. Uh, We'll get outside in just a moment. But right now, let's get to your news at 8 o'clock. The United States and China held their first high-level talks in five years overnight. Secretary of State Antony Blinken meeting with Chinese President Xi Jinping in Beijing. Their goal to prevent soaring tensions from leading to open conflict. NBC's senior White House correspondent Kelly O'Donnell joins us with the very latest from the White House. Kelly O, good morning. Good morning, Craig. Secretary Blinken just held a news conference and said progress is hard with China and problems between these two superpowers cannot be solved in one trip and one visit. In a new development this morning, the secretary says one goal of his high stakes meeting with China's President Xi did not work out today. The U.S. desire to restore the long practice of direct military to military communications to keep peace when incidents and close calls could turn dangerous. I think um, it's absolutely vital that we have these kind of communications, uh, military to military. Uh, that imperative, I think, was only um, 
underscored by recent incidents uh, that we saw um, in the air and on the seas. Uh, and uh, at this moment, uh, China has not agreed to move forward with that. Um, I think that's an issue that we have to keep working on. Blinken says other U.S. officials will head to China to continue these talks in the coming weeks on a range of issues from Taiwan to human rights, Russia's war and trade. Craig? Kelly O'Donnell from the White House. Kelly O, thank you. Well, there was no break this weekend from the severe and deadly weather that's been battering parts of the South for days. Check it out. Tornadoes were reported in nine states, including one that caused serious property damage in Mississippi. Thunderstorms caused flash flooding and left hundreds of thousands without power. The week begins with a threat of heavy rainfall in Florida and more of the record-breaking heat in the South. And Dylan's tracking it all. Dylan? Good morning, guys. We do have some uh, severe storms still to watch out for this morning, and they are going to continue throughout the day. Uh, back through Hattiesburg, through uh, Men- uh, Mississippi now, we do have that uh Severe thunderstorm warning, also some tornado warnings still in effect. And then you move east through uh, eastern Alabama into parts of the panhandle of Florida, where we do have torrential downpours and also the threat of large hail, damaging winds and isolated tornadoes still possible in this area in orange here. Now, besides the severe storms, we also have extreme heat, especially down through Texas, where we are going to be close to record breaking temperatures, even breaking those records in some areas like Austin, 107, the forecast today, the record is 105, Del Rio, 111 for the forecast. The old record was 106. It's going to stay hot going into tomorrow. Waco's a forecast of one. 103. The humidity makes it feel like it's above 110 degrees. Wichita Falls will feel uh, like 104 degrees. The record is 106. And this heat is actually going to stick around all week long and through the upcoming weekend. So it's going to be a long go with these hot temperatures, Jacob. Hot indeed, Dylan. Thanks so much. Now to a country that's taken quick action to address gun violence after a pair of rare mass shootings last month. NBC's chief foreign correspondent Richard Engel tells us about the steps Serbia is taking to loosen the nation's grip on guns. Richard, this is fascinating. Good morning. Uh, Good morning. I think a lot of Americans will be particularly interested in this story. Last month, there were these two extremely rare mass shootings in Serbia, and they caused a moment of reflection across the entire country. It was a what has become of us type moment, and it inspired Serbs to completely change their relationship with guns. Serbians didn't see it coming. Yes, they have a lot of guns in this country, the third most per capita after the United States and Yemen. But they'd never been used like this before. On May 3rd, a 13-year-old boy, for reasons still unclear, stormed into his school with two of his father's guns and a hit list and killed eight classmates. The next day, a man in his 20s with a history of violence opened fire in a village, killing eight more. But then came more than thoughts and prayers. Outrage became action. Tens of thousands demanded not just tighter gun controls, but a reorientation of society away from violence, a reaction against armed rage. I think a lot of us have just had enough. Uh, And now it's a make or break moment. Zarko Svechik's nine-year-old daughter Zora was in the school when the 13-year-old boy went on a killing spree. What would you say to Americans who've been through this and then see no change? I would say to them, you know, um, safeguard your democracy um, if you still have it and uh, mobilize and uh, act. Within weeks of the shootings here, new laws were introduced and old ones enforced. Now, 
all existing gun permits are under review. All sales of new guns of any type are banned for two years. Gun owners must submit to in-person psychological and background checks. And owning an illegal gun is punishable by up to 15 years in prison. Many Serbs are deciding being armed isn't worth the risk or hassle and are turning in their guns voluntarily. There's a lots of, of, of AKs and assault rifles. There are 70,000 guns in this police warehouse, surrendered under a no-questions-asked amnesty. The deputy interior minister says this is only the start. He wants to take 90% of guns off the streets soon. What do you think when you see all of this? I see life saved. I see children's lives saved. I see better safety for society, he said. Serbia is deeply divided politically over populism, abortion, and gender identity. But overhauling gun laws was universally popular. Dobrica Vesolinovic is an opposition politician. There's outrage every time there is one of these mass shootings in the United States. Every time. But very little is done about it. Why is it, do you think, you were able to cross political divides? I would say the one, the precondition for that is that we are not having these big gun lobbies and the big industry which is behind it. There were more than 300 mass shootings in the United States so far this year. In Serbia, two were more than enough to bring change. And frankly, it wasn't that difficult. Jacob? Richard, thanks. It's so shocking to see those 70,000 guns that were yeah. turned in there. Yeah. And this is going to get a lot of people in the U.S. thinking about what we can learn from Syria, uh, from Serbia, excuse me, as well. Absolutely. There's this no doubt about that. The speed with which they mobilized there right. is telling. Yeah. Uh, still ahead, we got some major upsets to discuss. Today's first ever Uh-oh. ice cream truck bracket. All right. Looking forward to that. First, though, we are going to take you to Charleston, South Carolina, for an exclusive look before it opens inside the new International African-American Museum. The important stories it brings to life and the missing piece of my own family history that I discovered while I was there. We'll have that for you right after this. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more 
more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back. Today is Juneteenth, the national holiday to commemorate the end of slavery in the United States. That's right. And in just a few days, the new International African-American Museum will open its doors in Charleston, South Carolina. And Craig, you got an exclusive first look. This is really incredible. Yeah. More than seven million people, by the way, Kristen, uh, visit Charleston every year. And this new museum explores the historic city's painful past. But it also celebrates the contributions of the African-American community, not just in Charleston but the nation as a whole. It is also going to help visitors like myself learn how to uncover their family histories. The new International African-American Museum sits along a beautiful section of Charleston Seaport, ground that is also tied to some of the most tragic events in American history. Where are we? So we are at the former site of Gadsden's Wharf. Somewhere between 40 and 46, 47 percent of all Africans who were brought into what is now America would have come through the Gadsden's Wharf complex. Dr. Tanya Matthews is the museum's president and CEO. Why was it so important to have this museum here? It's incredible for a museum to have what we call power of place, to actually be rooted in the space that is is the source of a lot of our stories. Those stories are on display here in this new $100 million museum. The single-story structure hovers on 13 pillars. The grounds are full of history. An artist's interpretation of the Brooks diagram portrays brutal conditions aboard 18th century slave ships. Where we're standing, a couple hundred years ago. This is where they would be taken off uh, the ships. Inside the state-of-the-art museum, you can see how the journey continued with the port of departure, featuring the names that individuals had when they left Africa. Across the gallery, the port of arrival shows the names they were given on American soil. One name was striking. Hard times. Hard times. The hard times of slavery are documented in this museum, But so are the fight for freedom from Reconstruction to the Great Migration and the Civil Rights Movement, contributions in the arts, sciences, and every other field of American life. This is a living, vibrant, breathing uh, culture. A powerful component of this new museum will be the Center for Family History. The center will offer a team of genealogists to help visitors of any background learn how to uncover their family histories. Dr. Shelley Murphy heads up the center. What's the hardest part of sort of finding out where you're from and who your people are and how you got here? Well, if we're talking specifically African-American, there's a lot of challenges. Number one challenge is could be a first name only. Number two, the records, we might not have access to them because they could be with the plantation owner's family. Dr. Murphy says it can be difficult to find the branches of a family tree that date back to the slave era, but... Not impossible. She helped me using census records and documents from a slave-owning family. John H. Livingston is white. Okay. And this will is dated November the 7th, 1849. Okay. So a lot of times if it's a slave owner, he's going to hand out or divvy out the enslaved people. Mm. What's interesting with John H. Livingston is that he handed out family groupings to his children. 
So families of enslaved people. That is your line and who owned them and in his will where he's divvying them up. So my great, great, great. It's three. Were, were, were enslaved. Yes. And this wasn't that long ago. I mean, no. in terms of. No. But, but this was the man who would have owned my great, 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 Absolutely. great. Absolutely. Thank you for this. This is great. These are details I always hope to learn. The story of my family and that of more than 40 million people like me has a home here. And many of those American stories started here in Charleston and they're still being written. When folks come and experience this museum, what do you hope that they, they take away from it? African-Americans simultaneously hold trauma and joy. Not trauma on Tuesday and joy on Thursday. It is woven in there together. And so I'm hoping that folks get that. Yeah, there's, there's real sadness here, but there's also real triumph. It, it really is a complete museum in, in that regard. It's not just a look at the history of slavery in this country. Craig, what was that moment like when you saw the name of the family that owned um, your ancestors. You know, I, it, it was, uh, yes, it was, it was moving to say the least. Yeah. And, you know, we had suspected in, 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 through oral history in my family, we had suspected that we came in around Charleston. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to actually, you know, see the name, yeah. uh, it's, it stays with you. Yeah. What's interesting is that genealogists there and my mother, they've become besties. <laughs> wow. Because mom, that sounds about right. Mom really wants to find out a little bit more. That's about great. our uh, family history, I but uh, it really is just an impressive incredible museum. Piece. It, incredible. Um, thank you. It, mm. it uh, took 20 years to bring that museum mm. to life. 20 years, and that genealogy component is it really is huge. Doctor Murphy, she um, and by the way, they track down not just black people, white people, Asian. Yeah. They, if they if, if you have some history, yeah, they can track you. Doctor Murphy, Doctor Murphy, yeah. she's yeah. the point woman there. Um, she also managed to track down an entire branch of my family from mm. North Carolina. Really? She also found that 19 of my ancestors served in World Wars one or two. Mm. And uh, yeah, so we were proud of, we were really proud of that. Yeah. Um, the dedication celebration, by the way, it's going to take place on Saturday. Doors opening to the public there in Charleston on Tuesday, June 27th. Oh, great story. Thanks for sharing great that. Story. Thank you, Craig. Thanks Thank so you much. Really powerful. Dylan, take a little bit of a turn. You're tracking yeah. the weather. We'll, we'll talk about the weather uh, a little bit here because we do have some stormy weather expected down across the southeast today. Heavy rain through the Appalachians, but it hasn't rained there lately. So a lot of that will absorb into the ground, which should uh, prevent some of that flooding. Through the middle of the country, it's hot. Temperatures in the 90s. You go down into Texas, we're well above 100 degrees, likely breaking some records there. In the southwest, it's hot and dry. So that fire risk is out there, especially with those windy conditions with that front slowly moving eastward. And it's a bit unsettled in the Pacific Northwest. And that's your latest forecast. All right, Dylan, thanks so much. And Jacob, you've got your Carson hat on for pop. Shall we pop? Let's pop, ladies and gentlemen. First up, we are keeping the Father's Day party going this morning, taking a look at how some Hollywood dads celebrated yesterday. Let's start with Bruce Willis, the Hollywood icon's wife, Emma, posted this sweet photo praising his unconventional parenting, teaching, unconditional love, kindness, strength, compassion, patience, generosity, and resilience. Very special to see that. How about uh, Tom Brady? He was honoring his pop on social media, sharing this smiley snap, mm-hmm. calling him the world's best dad. Thought that was my dad, but you know. <laughs> uh, Brady also, yeah, exactly. Brady uh, gave his kiddos a shout out, honoring the team. He wrote, being a dad is the best thing 
in my life. Okay, here's one more. Uh, everybody's sure to be talking about this morning. Did you guys see this one from uh, from J Lo? <laughs> I missed this uh, one no, actually. So that's not J Lo. That's Ben Affleck, of course, uh, celebrating shirtless. That's not what my shirtless celebration looked like. Uh, this is steamy. <laughs> okay, how about we move on, yeah. guys? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that's a steamy shirtless snap. It's making me feel a little steamy. I think of that picture exactly. <laughs> is that what you did on Mother's no, Day? No, no, I no. We got in the pool, went to church, went and played some golf with the kids. Oh, there you guys are. Far more low key no, than that. That is so. Uh, wait, wait, do you just bring them and let them watch you play? <laughs> no. no, they play. They but play. They don't tee off. I love this one. Kristen, what about you and John? We barbecued with my parents who were in town and Margot, and it was so fun. Oh, she ran around and just had a blast, and That's it was it was special to be with my parents. And yeah. uh, Dylan, Brian, how, uh, how'd you guys me, do? Brian was spoiled, as is typical. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a drink shirt. and some games. You know, we're, we're just playing games out on the beach yesterday. My father-in-law was in town, too, so um, just a cute picture of... of that's Russ and Rusty. Oh, so, yeah, my, my little guy's namesake great. right there. Very so, sweet. How about you, Sumo? Uh, yeah, shout out to my do? family. I woke, I woke up Nicole and my kids at 6.45 to get in line at the bagel <laughs> That's place. That's dedication. Because that it's a courage bagels out in L.A., long line. So we uh, we lined up early. And thank you, Nicole, for waking up so early. I know she doesn't. Oh, there's my dad, too. We brought him a bagel. Uh, also, yeah. That's so Papa great. Sons. All right, coming up next, guys, Courtney Kardashian. Over the weekend, the reality star revealed she is expecting a baby with hubby Travis Barker. No. And she did so in the <laughs> most Blink-182 way possible. The eldest oh, Kardashian so sis sharing this video from the floor of a Blink concert, holding up a sign that reads, Travis, I'm pregnant. And this is, this is paying <laughs> homage to the band's 1999 oh, music video funny. for all the small things. Oh. Congrats to Courtney. Congrats to Travis. And that's you got to go back, watch your original video. It's pretty yeah, cool. You have to imagine she actually told him before she I hope that. so. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Let's hope. Uh, finally, you've all been waiting for this. Today's ice cream truck bracket. The all results right. are in from round one of our hot online poll for which cold treat is the tops. Over on the left side of the bracket, the fudgesicle took down the snow cone. Okay. I don't know about yeah, that. that. Drumstick dominated creamsicle. <laughs> yes. As it should. Yep. Down below, the chocolate eclair beat out the strawberry really? shortcake with That's 61% of the vote. Uh, and it looks like no one cares about the gum at the bottom of a screwball yeah. because it's Italian ice won that battle. On the East Coast, a shocking twist in the sandwich smacked down the classic ice cream. Sammy winning a tight oh. race over the chip, which when it came to soft serve, Sprinkles, no match what? for the chocolate dip. And how about that. down south? Push-up pop was victorious over the bomb pop. Finally, SpongeBob SquarePants, SpongeBob. too much for the pop girl. Today.com. See the rest of it, guys. <laughs> All right. Uh, when we come back, some summer savings. Vicky's here. She found some ways to save. I want ice cream. I do, too. We are back. It is 8.30 on a Monday morning. With a happy holiday crowd here on the... It's a good-looking crowd. This is a great crowd. Did you see their, do you see the bucket list right here, Craig? Yeah. <laughs> go to the Today Show, but also go to an alpaca farm. Oh, oh I she's done All right, I like what's, that. What's your name? Walker. Walker, what's your name? Jack. You guys really wake up with us every morning? Yes. Where y'all from? Um, Connecticut. Darian. Yeah. I saw you in the open. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Thank you guys for coming. Thanks for waking up with us. Uh, great so, crowd. Great Everyone's awesome. fired up today. On yeah, this they are. Monday. Yeah, they are. Guys, coming up, you are about to meet a remarkable couple in one of the greatest cities in this country, Detroit, breathing new life into that city by turning 
to old materials they find right on the streets. It was so awesome to go meet them. Yeah, we're excited to see that, Jacob. That's for sure. Then Vicky has the key to summer fun without a lot of long funds. She's taking the stress out of vacation planning with plenty of ways to save on everything your family will want to enjoy this summer. Also, again, of course, today is Juneteenth. It is also Black Restaurant Week. (laughs) And we found a really special spot that's serving up family recipes passed down for generations. Blaine Alexander is going to give us a tour of this special place. And then tomorrow on today, we are calling it Women's Winter. The hotter it gets outside, the more that office AC gets cranked up. (laughs) We were just talking about that this morning. And while Craig, uh, you know, you tend to like the high AC, that's when some of us start pulling out the jackets, the blankets. This is kind of like an age-old thermostat war. Yeah, I relate to that. Yes. Blame Craig. I do play Craig. I walked into the studio this morning. I'm like, Craig. But then we came outside and it's so nice. It makes it that much nicer to be out here. Really looking forward to that story tomorrow. (laughs) Uh, How how about the forecast? Yes, let's get into the forecast. You know, sometimes you scan the signs real quick here. And I was just reading this giant sign. What what is going on and who are these people? Hi. Hi. Uh, um, These are my residents. I'm a chef at an assisted living. And these are the staff members. And I'm from Denison, Iowa. I want to say hi to the Reed Place and everybody that works there lives there. I miss you guys. I'll be back in about four days. Okay. (laughs) And you didn't forget a single name. I tried not to forget a name. And I got all you guys' names down here. Thank Thank you you so much. This is hard to pack on a plane, too. That's that's a big one. We've been on roads for since, uh, oh, yeah. Well, We've got you. over 2,000 miles on the vehicle so well, far. Well, thanks for making the trip here. Thank you. I hope it was worth it. It was great. Oh, yes. good. All right, let's take a look at what's going on across the country this week, where we do have those severe storms in the southeast, the record heat uh, back through the middle of the country. It's going to stay that way all week long, unfortunately. By the middle of the week, really the same thing everywhere. We're still looking at those hot temperatures down through Texas, more rain and unsettled weather with severe storms possible through the southeast, beautiful in the northeast, up across New England, temperatures comfy in the 70s, and then ending off the week, that can continued flood threat in the southeast, still hot through the middle of the country, sunny and seasonal out west, temperatures in the 70s and 80s. And that's your latest forecast. All right, right. coming up next, you guys, like I said, I cannot wait to share this with you. The Detroit couple cleaning up in their city in a unique way. You will not believe what they're able to do with the stuff that other people are literally throwing in the trash. But first, this is today on NBC. up Monday here out on the plaza with a story of a young couple who set out to rebuild Detroit in their own special way. And so, Bo, you caught up with them. I love these guys. I am so impressed with these two entrepreneurs. They met a decade ago and they've discovered a really amazing ways to repurpose materials that other people literally throw in the trash. On any given day, you can hear the buzz of woodwork. So this is the wood shop where all the magic happens art created from salvaged material found in wrecked Detroit buildings at this 24,000 square foot warehouse, once an old car dealership. So in here is the place to paint all the cars. Now a showroom and wood shop owned by Bo Shepard and her partner in life and business, Kyle Dubay. These are our Ella tables. It's made out of salvaged barn flooring um, from like local Metro Detroit barns that are fallen. Well, this is like the first coat. The two are excited about their next big project nearby, which they call the Chateau Beaufay. Beaufay from the name of the street it sits on. This is the future home sweet home, huh? 
That's it. Yeah, yeah, this is the dream home. Chateau for what they see beyond the boarded up windows and falling bricks. Structurally, a little compromised, um, but if you look past that, it's beautiful. Bo Shepard and Kyle Dubay are the owners of Woodward Throwbacks, a passion-turned-business built on salvaged materials from the streets of Detroit. The two met each other 10 years ago at an abandoned park cleanup, both on bikes. Where did the passion for restoration come from? That kind of is something that happened organically for myself and I think Bo as well. Me and Kyle loved biking and exploring the city. And back then we noticed that there was just so much discarded material, construction debris, um, just vintage antiques. And so we were like, hey, like we should build something for ourselves using materials. When they started, the Motor City was going through hard times. After declaring bankruptcy in 2013, over 80,000 homes were abandoned. What other people might call trash, you look at it and think what? Possibilities. Possibilities. Yeah, yeah or it's like, yeah, something that we can completely transform. Kyle's an artist who took woodshop in school. Bo, a designer, who went to school in Detroit for car interior design and worked with her father, a building contractor. They started out selling pieces they made at fairs. Then the big box stores came knocking at their door. When did this go from a passion to a business? Um, probably like within like the year of starting. What we were doing a lot then is little home decor, like wall signs and bottle openers. And we started going to the local farmer's market and we did really well. I kept just kind of like, hey, like there might be something here. There's plenty of resources for materials. There was a lot of texture and honest wear in what we were making. Um, and we've always told the Detroit story. They showed me some of their reclaimed finds. Even this is reclaimed? Yeah. So this is salvage chalkboard that we got out of a DPS high school. This came from a Detroit public school. Yeah. Yes. So this literally would have been in a, in a landfill Dumpster. had you guys not grabbed it. Yeah. Yeah. With bigger goals in mind, they bought this Detroit house for $6,500. Yep, $6,500. It was an eyesore in the neighborhood, and yeah. we're just like, well, we never fully deconstructed an entire house, like saving all the materials. After rehabbing it themselves, they sold it for $410,000. It really is a transformation, huh? Yeah, it's kind of hard to remember what it looked like when we bought it. Yes, the when transformation is... It's pretty great. But in a city where gentrification and flipping can be dirty words. What you do is anything but flipping. And we're doing like the complete opposite. It <laughs> took us like three years and we spent like three times our budget on it. It's like we're buying this house, one save it, restore it. And we also wanted to show people like this is how you can renovate a house in the city and still give it so much character, so much soul. All right, so check this out. Bo and Kyle just recently closed on another dilapidated Detroit property, and they're again planning to renovate it using recycled materials. They're coming out with a book. You knew this was coming <laughs> next year that features a collection of their sustainable designs, and it's going to show people how to turn salvaged or reclaimed material into home decor and furniture. Wow. I, I mean, I feel like we all have that stuff. Yes. That we yes. repurpose. It's going to inspire a lot of people. I'm going to turn this into something, and instead right. it just sits there and takes up space. Now you will. Call now you're guys. inspired. Yeah. You, maybe. <laughs> Thanks. All right, guys. great stuff. Well, coming up next, from baseball to bowling, camping to community pools, Vicky is sharing new ways to save wherever you're headed this summer. But first, this is today on NBC. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. with our ongoing series, Today's Summer Savings. Yeah, it seems like everything is more expensive these days, but enjoying the season doesn't have to be stressful or expensive. Vicki Wynn is here. She's going to help us have fun without breaking the bank. Yes, I'm super pumped. So let's let's start with camping. And a lot of folks want to get outside this time of year, enjoy Mother Nature. The thing about camping is it can get pretty expensive pretty quickly. Totally. Exploring the great outdoors is the best way to have fun with your family and get out across this beautiful land of ours. But you don't want to spend a fortune on tents and gear. So either buy it secondhand from Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist borrow from neighbors. They are happy to lend this stuff to you. And stores like REI also sell this stuff secondhand, or you can rent it. I love this tip about visiting state parks. Mm. If you can't get into the national parks, they're going to be crowded this year. Your state parks, for example, here in New York, for 80 bucks, $72 actually, you can get the Empire Pass, and you get admission to all the state parks for the whole season. Make sure when you get there, you're renting the paddleboard, the canoes, the kayaks, because it's much cheaper than investing in them. Where are you going to store that stuff anyway? And then finally, freecampsites.net is is a great website. It's based on maps, and it'll tell you what are free campsites in your area for not just camping with a tent, but also for your RVs and campers. Fantastic. Now, obviously, we're headed for some hot days, so if you want to cool off, how can you do that in a way that doesn't break Maximize your beach weekend, Kristen. So that means getting there early on the Saturday. If you can't get early check-in at the hotel, that's okay. Just give them your bags, take out your tote with your bathing suit and your sunscreen, your umbrella, and spend a full day at the beach. You go back, you sleep there. Next day, check out early. Again, you can leave your bags at the hotel. You don't have to bring your luggage to the beach. Spend that whole day there, then get your stuff and leave. State parks with lake beaches Mm. as well. Look, maybe you're not going to get out to the ocean, but there are a lot of big lakes that still have sandy shores and still give you that sort of wave-like experience as well. And then think about your community and city pools. Those public pools are free to the public, and there are many of them, and they're open all summer long. The rec center, this is something you can buy a season pass for for your whole family. You get the amenities too, like the gym, the ping pong room, all of the other things that your kids like. And then finally, let's say you're traveling in June and July and you want to just hang out in August. You can usually get a discounted pass to enjoy the rec center at the end of the summer, too. Okay. So, Vic, you've got, you know, several kids. I've got a few kids. (laughs) You start traveling with all your kids. It gets pretty expensive pretty fast. I did not know this, but Major League Baseball, Craig, a great place. It is America's pastime for a reason, right? The Chicago White Sox. Yeah. For $19 a ticket, this is the upper deck, but sure. you, that includes a hot dog, chips, and a drink. You can just go there just for lunch, and That's you don't true. even have That's to watch great. the game. That's, That's yeah. such a great deal, yeah. right? The Pittsburgh Pirates have a deal, two tickets for $44, $12 you can use towards concessions. So that's fantastic. Fruit picking. It's cheaper than buying your fruit at the farmer's market. You're getting your kids so tired. There's it's, nothing more fun right? than fruit picking. Yeah, it's not just great. apples in the fall. You've got yeah. strawberries, blueberries, raspberries. Those are all in season right now. Get home, you make that cobbler. Right. And the kids are more likely to eat something that they put their hard work into. 
I love this tip about aquatic gardens. These are part of the National Park System. And if you're in the military, free pass. If you are a senior, discounted pass. If you're a regular person, 80 bucks. But if you are a fourth grader, if you have a fourth grader in your family, yeah. they get that free as well. Because wow. I think they're studying national parks in fourth grade or something. Oh, wow. But it's incredible. And you get to go in, don't have to pay the parking fee, and up to three other people get to go in with you for free. Off-season trips. In New York City, you know it empties out in August. This is a good time mm-hmm. to visit the city. So look at the cities you want to go to and consider visiting in the off-season. And then finally, there's these two websites. A lot of people have heard of Groupon. Heard of Groupon. Right, of What's course. The famous story about Groupon. You know Tiffany Haddish took Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith on a swamp tour that she bought off of a Groupon. Oh, that's and they right. went with her and that. didn't realize they were going to just be on a little bus. I feel like, like that's the whole a separate rest of the story in and of itself. So you know about Groupon. <laughs> Groupon. Certificate is another similar site. You can search by activity or geography and get lots of discounts. And finally, for those rainy days, Vicki, what yes, can we do? We've got to hit these. Okay. So the first thing that you want to do on a rainy day, museums and uh, your monuments, obviously there are free museum days, free yeah. days to visit monuments as well. Movie theater deals, Tuesdays. Yeah. Regal and AMC always give you Lots discounts on the tickets and the popcorn. Yeah. This one, factorytoursusa.com. Check it out. There's a Jelly Belly factory out in California. Turkey oh. Hill ice cream. I think that one's in Pennsylvania. Lots of factories around. It's so fun to see how things are made. Yeah. Really wholesome activity for the whole family. And then kidsbowlfree.com. You get the bowling games for free. You have to rent the shoes. But still, that's a so, fun indoor yeah, activity. For sure. We love bowling. Yeah. yeah. So fun. Love bowling. Great Vicky, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Great tips. Vicky. Save folks always. a lot of money. Uh, we're going to visit some businesses serving up amazing food and a side of history as well with one of the founders of Black Restaurant Week. Blaine Alexander drew that tasty assignment. We'll have that for you right after this. But first, this is Today on NBC. showing our plaza pics here in the morning. Here's Lottie and her parents visiting from St. Louis. They're celebrating Lottie's 10th birthday. Terry and Jan are uh, here on a sister's trip from Chapmanville, West Virginia. How about Grace? She stopped by with her mom and her grandma as well. They're from Brookfield, Wisconsin. They got the perfect poster to begin the weekend. Grateful, the week I should say, grateful and happy today. Yeah, the weather was so great. It's a great day to be out on the plaza. They all got lucky. Uh, Now to a, a special today food as the nation marks Juneteenth. And you really can't celebrate the day without shining a light on the food and culture that surrounds it. NBC's Blaine Alexander joins us from Atlanta with this incredible story. Blaine, good morning. Tell us about it. Well, guys, good morning to you. This was certainly a lot of fun. You know, Juneteenth celebrations can certainly take on many different forms, but food is often right at the heart. And it's not just so people can brag about who has the best mac and cheese recipe, but there's a deep meaning behind the cuisine with a history that's as rich as the holiday itself. At Nouveau Bar and Grill in Jonesboro, Georgia, there's something special in the air. Fried asparagus. You've never had nothing like it before. And if the smell doesn't entice you, just take one bite. Mm. I feel the love in (laughs) this. I feel the love in this. At 42, founder and owner Ebony Austin is relatively new to the restaurant business, but her food is generations in the making. So when people come into your restaurant and try your food, they're tasting your mom's recipes, your grandma's recipes. Oh, absolutely. Oh my God, my great recipe comes from my grandmother. The way I fry chicken, it comes from my mother. We would be in there doing chicken on Sundays after church. It's that special blend of taste and tradition that makes soul food a staple in American cuisine. 
almost any American food that you taste, depending on how it's prepared, it's got a little bit of soul in it, right? It does, it does. And so some of these uh, uh, cooking experiences and some of the different dishes, they go back to some of the slave times. When you look at some of the first well-known notable chefs in this country, they were black chefs. Yet black chefs often face a steeper climb in the restaurant industry. That's why Warren Lockett helped found Black Restaurant Week, a way to showcase black cuisine and its rich history. When you look at someone like Hercules, who was George Washington's chef, he was one of the first traditional chefs in this country. When you look at something like barbecue, it's a combination of African cooking techniques, indigenous cooking techniques, as well as European cooking techniques. In the late 1700s, slaves were some of the best pit cooks in the South. There are so many foods that are delicacies today, but they came about because slaves really had no other options. We had no other options, and that's really where soul food came from. It came from taking the scraps, whatever was given, and making something out of it. Something like oxtails that is so expensive now used to be, be known as a scrap, but it has become just a world favorite. It's why when we celebrate that unflinching spirit on Juneteenth, Food is often right at the center. Traditionally, foods that are red in color have always signified Juneteenth. The red has always represented the joy and the resilience of uh, the people, of the slaves' freedom. So watermelons, strawberries, fruit punch. It's so stunning that you say watermelon because so often that has a negative connotation when you think about minstrel shows and how black people are portrayed. Yeah, when you understand watermelon has a history of over 5,000 years, that it comes from Africa, watermelon seeds were often brought over in the hair of slaves. And that's why here at Nuvo, Now let's get to these greens. Ebony is taking her carefully curated Juneteenth spread out into the community. Three meals with some extra meaning on the side. So when people come into your restaurant and they take a bite of your food, what do you want them to taste? The love that's put into it, that behind the people that's inside of those kitchens that are working super hard, is that every dish is made with love. It comes from the heart. And there was certainly a lot of love in that food. I tasted it in every single bite. And mind you, I took a lot of bites. So if you're interested, Black Restaurant Week kicks off today in the New York area. It's lasting until July 2nd, but it's expanded to more than 15 cities around the country. You can go online to find out when it hits your city. But guys, the bottom line today on Juneteenth, go out, celebrate and eat well. Yeah, I yeah, love it, Blaine. The main ingredient is love. Yeah, <laughs> love. You made us all hungry, by the way, and <laughs> no filled up with it. a lot of history. So that's the most important thing. Great stuff, Blaine. Wish we had some Nouveau right here. Thanks, yeah, Blaine. exactly. Thank you, thank all you. those dishes looked good. Uh, thank you so much for starting your day off with us. We're going to be back with the third and fourth hours of today. But first, these messages. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.